Welcome everyone to episode 105 of Two Minutes for Chatting and this episode is all about Clans power play and how we've statistically got the best power play in the league at 36.84%. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, not to be sniffed at that. Um, I mean, if you're leading with that, so I'm guessing it's um, positivity all around for this. Oh yeah, it's 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 different. Um, we're going in with um, open minds, completely positive. Because um, I, I don't think that much has happened since we last recorded, so I thought we'd start with that, um, and then well, see so where we go. Somebody decided to go on holiday, and possibly the worst, <laughs> the yeah. worst week um, that you've picked to do that, but. You know, yeah, it, it was me. I can reveal it was me. Um, uh, but the other good thing is, Clan have got a hundred percent record in the league as well. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it really has been has been unbelievable. Um, unfortunately, that's a hundred percent defeats, and obviously, it's been a unbelievable week. Well, couple of weeks now, almost for um, very difficult and bad reasons. Um, <laughs> We'll probably try our best to cover everything and, and give our opinions on it. Um, obviously, the only place to start is the the signing. I think it was um, two Thursdays ago almost now, wasn't it? That the signing of Lasse Usivirta, I'm going to go with. I've not even watched the video. It was announced um, and then, yeah. Things sort of spiraled out of control from there. Um, you, I think you'd actually told me about it. Really, uh, it, it came out with his his past history of of sexual assault charges um, at university, and I mean, just to we'll, we'll talk about the the on ice stuff as well. But just my opinion on that is, it's just you just can't do that nowadays. I, can't, I actually can't believe they tried to, to do it um, to make that signing. And then, yeah, the, the backlash was fair enough, but it's just an incre- just a disaster for the club. Yeah, um, that's it. In a nutshell, it was a total disaster. Um, you know, announced, <laughs> announced the signing. Um, and then you know, I think like, I, was, I was out at the time as well, so I'd seen that we'd just we'd signed this. Finnish guy and I was like, all right, okay, get some in uh, for for cover and, and defence because we kind of badly needed it. Um, so I thought, okay. And then you look at the comments and you see the comments start coming through about, you know, people have literally just googled his name and you know the first thing that comes up is a mugshot of the guy. Um, you know, it's not that difficult to find anything about him and his past so you know what the decisions that led to that signing um why the signing was made i'll never i'll never understand why it was given a green light um the only thing i can think about from their point of view is that the guy has played in europe for the last nine years um yeah but you know it's you you cannot you cannot do that. You, you cannot get away with that. Yeah, interestingly, obviously, as you said, he has played in Europe, so they've taken that into consideration or whatever he said, um, and and they've they've gone with it. But I just think when you combine it with the timing and the way that the season's been going for us, not that not that it would be any different if if we'd been winning, but. No. Um, yeah, it's just um, a total um, misstep and yeah, disaster. Obviously, the stuff got retracted within maybe an, an hour or something. But obviously, a, a lot of the media stuff had come out with the interview with um, Craig Anderson that, that people had screenshotted or, or recorded, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the news that the club would make a statement the following day, I think. That came out on the Thursday night, did it? Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. So, 
you know, obviously they would have been completely bombarded with stuff. Who knew what? We don't know. Probably still don't know. Maybe we'll never know. <laughs> uh, but yeah. but the statement on the Friday was was just a very short to the point. Um, Gareth Chalmers and Malcolm Cameron have been suspended, uh, and basically Stephen Dixon was was in charge. That was a, a different statement, but you lose track of them. There's been so many. Uh, but but all we knew at that point was that they'd both been suspended. Obviously, legal proceedings and all that kind of stuff going on. Um, and believe it or not, I actually went to that Belfast game and it was odd, just because didn't really know what to expect from the team and the crowd and all that kind of stuff. And actually, the performance was half decent against a good team, which was, I guess, a, a fair bit of of optimism that maybe the doom and gloom of Malcolm Cameron was um, kind of cast aside for a wee bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've seen like a lot of people have had a go at Stephen Dixon, I think, as well for his post-match interview. Um, I, I mean, what, I feel really bad for the guy. What, in a position like that, he's got, you know, what was it, less than 24 hours to sort of rally the team together. And then, you know, at that point, with the head coach and Gareth both suspended, pending further investigation, it's a difficult situation for anyone to, to be in and to comment on um, right after a game as well. It's, yeah. So I do yeah. I sympathise with... Dixon there um, for that one. No, I do as well. There were there were no comments. There couldn't have been any comments. I think they were probably told not to be asked and told not to comment, as you would expect. Um, yeah. But but the effect, obviously, I don't know because we need to speak to all the players. But whether or not there was some kind of division, maybe about. Um, some who possibly liked playing under Malcolm Cameron, some didn't, so you know, got a bit of a boost. Or even the signing itself, I'm not saying necessarily that some of them would have agreed with it or not, whatever, but you, you could have had that situation where you've got a, um, a split dressing room. So the performance, to be fair to me, was, was kind of surprising in a good way, albeit I didn't think Belfast were... Um, completely on it either, but um, it was a bit of a positive um, and a, not that strange an atmosphere considering what happened, but I think it was because it was so so soon, maybe people didn't even know the news almost. Yeah, I guess there could have been a bit of that. Um, I think it probably helped that Malcolm Cameron and Gareth weren't, weren't there as well for that game because um, reactions might have been different. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just I wasn't at that game uh, either, and that was obviously at that point everything was still kind of fresh, and you know we decided to kind of hold off on on recording based on yeah you know, the, the kind of fact that a brief statement was made, um, but there would be legal proceedings, and it just didn't feel right at that point to really comment on the matter. Yeah, it was it was it was too soon to even really know um, yeah. what was happening, uh, and you know having having run Belfast quite close on the Friday, we then went there and um, were were comprehensively beaten five 0 on on Saturday, um, and I think the next uh, next statement in the line was released um, a few days. After that, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, maybe the Tuesday. Oh. Tuesday, let's have a, It was October the fourth, so that is that is the Tuesday. Um, and then the, this this statement was again a, an odd one, um, where it basically like I think we we discussed it, and I had kind of read it and interpreted it a different way, and then when you read it again, yeah, sort of agreed that. There's no mention of Gareth being sacked explicitly. Malcolm Cameron returned to his role as coach, and it just said that he'll he'll report to a 
a newly appointed GM who will replace the role of the current chief executive and the GM will be appointed in the coming weeks, which basically just seemed to me like a, a bit of a reshuffle and that, you know, they were happy or not happy, but both of them were clear as such, if you could use that word of, of wrongdoing yeah, uh, and carry on. Yeah, I think they were. Um basically in the eyes of Neil Black and you know there was a whole part of that statement about um, you know, speaking to legal people in the UK and the US and just like none of it makes sense to a hockey fan so from that point of view it was um, you know really disappointing I think it was surprising as well I don't think many fans were expecting Malcolm Cameron to come back as head coach uh, so I think that was really surprising and just the kind of obscurity behind what I, what actually happened um, regarding Gareth and you know that was well, over a week ago and we're still not really any clearer on what his role is with the club um, you know and as fans we all kind of assume that he's still he's still there in some capacity so yeah, just I think it, as usual with with a kind of Neil Black statement, is just kind of you're kind of left with more questions than answers. Yeah, and I think at the end there was a sort of apology line, which I think was a bit late. I think that should have come just out completely <laughs> off the cuff. Yeah, I think that should have come out immediately, even like oh yeah, uh-huh. along with the. This is on the, th- the Thursday night statement, even where it said, you know, right after the incident, I think that that could have come out regardless of even thinking about what would come from the investigation. Just because of the, yeah. of the issue involved and how people are affected, you know, that that could have come out, in my opinion, straight away. And then you would have at least, you know, given yourself a, a bit more of a, of a standing that says, um, Okay, I've completely acknowledged that that was a fuck up, and and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll need a bit of time to go over it. Whereas the the delay in actually getting that out, I think, didn't help either. No, and it but it just kind of comes back to, you know, Neil Black as as a chairman, um, or as an owner of this club, and um, yeah, I I don't even know really what to what to say about it to be honest I've, uh, Neil Black it's kind of it's weird I don't think I've ever known a chairman or an owner to be as distant with the company or the club it's just it seems really really odd and really bizarre and we know that he's obviously the owner of Northian Panthers and that's his you know that's his team and clan's purely a business but you need to have some kind of interest in your businesses um, and yeah, he's got that completely wrong. The first his first two statements were way off the mark. Um, as you say, like the apology should have been out straight away. Um, acknowledged that there was there was wrongdoings, and you know, you know, apologised to anyone who was affected by it. And it just it didn't happen like that. No, and and, and all that, that adds to the to the discontent among the fan base that was already growing just from an on ice perspective. Um, yeah. Those things. And then from that, that kind of led on to, unsurprisingly, the the sponsorship. Um, a lot of the sponsors started to release statements um, that they were withdrawing or, or sus- most of them, I think, postponing or, or suspending the, the sponsorship. The main one, obviously, being Asprey, the, the title sponsors, and we'll probably talk about them a wee bit more uh, regarding the, the takeover stuff. But I think when they come out uh, with those kind of things, then it obviously means that Neil Black's going to take notice, and that ended up another, leading to another statement, uh, which was, again... A bit weird in places, but almost like a come on, everybody stick together 
please stay. That's kind of how. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Main, it, did, it did come across kind of desperate in ways, yeah. Yeah, and, and then the probably the surprising part of it was that the line where he talked about after 12 years that he's now be looking at, at possibly putting the club up for sale. Which, you know, that was a, a bit of a surprise, but why had this, has this led to him thinking that or were they unrelated? Who knows? But that was a, that was a surprising element of it as well. Yeah, it was. Um, I think ultimately he's just, he's basically decided that he can't be bored with any of, the, like, any of what's happened. Um, and like you say, I think that that statement had come out um, on the back of the, the sponsors pulling out, really, because that's the only thing that ultimately matters to him is, you know, about money coming in. It seems. So, um, so yeah, sponsors suspending the affiliation with the club. Um, you know, a lot of fan backlash as well, and. Um, which, which led to to me putting out, I think more, more statements than Neil Black in the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter and just kind of my my thoughts on, uh, kind of what had been happening with the club, as well. Um, yeah, I, I I think that I would have echoed the same thing, um, and a lot of people agreed. It's difficult to know with the, with the sponsorship. I wouldn't even pretend to know how the money arrangements work. Like, for example, is a lot of this paid up front? So you've got a, an amount from sponsors and that covers you for the season and they use that in the budget? Or is it like a, a kind of cost spread where there's an amount that you get per month and so lose like the postponement of, of sponsorship? would actually lose you immediate money. It's hard to actually know if that's the case. But, yeah. you know, that, that that's obviously alarming for him. Not really surprising, but yeah, I think a lot of the stuff you read from, from fans is all along the same kind of tracks about, about everything and how it's happened. And then on top of that, you've got the performance of the team and it just all combines into one big horrible mess that they need to fix and fix it quickly. Yeah, no, exactly. That's it. Um, you know, and at least that statement, you know, it was kind of a bit, a bit of a waffle, um, to be honest, but at least they did, you know, kind of iron a few things out and, um, yeah, as you say, kind of expressed his desire to sell the club um, possibly so uh, we'll need to obviously wait and see on that regard and you know even since then there's been a bit of movement on that that we'll maybe touch on later but um, but yeah that kind of was what it was um, at that point I think in between all this as well I think we had a couple of a couple of big uh, resignations at the club yep I yeah think. yeah I, think, I, can't, I, can't, yeah, I right, honestly can't remember the order that these things yeah, happened. The, the, the timeline is kind of all over the place. Um, but as you say, Jerry McLaughlin resigned and also Craig Anderson as well. Uh, I thought Jerry's thing was good because at least it was a sort of personal video and you could kind of see a bit of emotion. Uh, I don't believe when he says that it's got nothing to do with what's going on. I just, I just, I think it's all to do with it because I, I feel like he was, you know, maybe there was a tiny bit, I don't know, but to me, I thought he was very involved and keen and doing well in the role or, you know, I seemed to be doing well in the role. I think it's 99% to do with what's going on. Um, and then Craig Anderson, obviously, as well. It's, it's unfortunate to to lose people like that that obviously do a, a good job with the club, whether or not you agree or disagree with some of the, the media stuff, whatever else it is. Um, it, it's clearly had an effect, and you're now losing staff, basically. So, yeah. And that happens in any business. 
it's alarm bells. Well, I know that's that's exactly it. And Jerry was obviously good at getting, you know, uh, a lot of new sponsors and a lot of returning sponsors coming back to the club. Um, so you know, he'll obviously have seen what's been happening with the with the sponsors and. Um, you know, I think I agree with what you say. It's um, his statement. Um, you know, I think he was. I don't want to say like lying to the fans about it because I never really know what he was thinking or what his reasonings are. But I suspect, like you, that it was mainly to do with um, the whole situation that had happened the week prior. Um, so yeah, that was obviously a disappointing start, um, and then that was followed by Craig Anderson as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of comment just to say about Craig Anderson stuff because um, because the media had had got out, the signing mm-hmm. media had got out. Um, yeah, you know, I, I saw a lot of, of opinion about um, whether he should or or shouldn't have. Um, taking part in that or you know ask those kind of questions I think he denied a lot of that stuff so I don't again I don't really like to say either way what I particularly think did or, or didn't happen from that point of view but um, the stuff should have never got out which means that we would never have, have got to the point of that anyway no exactly it's and, and it's yeah, I was just yeah. going to say it's it's also important that even if it didn't get out, it's still a terrible decision that they even considered it. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't want our team to be making those kind of decisions, those kind of signings as it is. But the fact that they then went ahead with the release and then had to retract it, just you know, yeah. that's really what what killed it completely. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, you know, I, I've got a, a degree of sympathy for for Craig in that situation because, uh, you know, he's obviously got that job to do, and you know whether it's his job to um, do research on the player. You know, it's kind of one of those things like, do you research him, the guy off the ice, or do you research the the player and obviously it kind of stated in that interview um, that he was cleared of all charges and that's obviously not the case but we don't know if he's been fed that line or not uh, so yeah a degree of sympathy there but it's, it's telling as well that the guys like Jerry and Craig have um, you know resigned their positions but the ones who were responsible for the signing are still there. Yeah, and it, it remains to be seen whether um, Jerry and Craig maybe will, will return to the club. I would like to think that they would if we got to a situation where um, you know things were, were properly sorted out and explained and you know you had roles for them and um, you want the right people in roles so if that is some of those people that have left, then fair enough. But it's the it kind of brings us on to the <laughs> we're still not in the on ice, but but just <laughs> the weird situation where you've got these guys still around and kind of going about their jobs like it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it's the weird thing. Um, one of the most annoying bits for me is the social media stuff. <laughs> which which always has been a bit of a bugbear. It's always been a disgrace. <laughs> Not a disgrace, but it's been overkill. It's almost like it's been ramped up, where, in my opinion, it should have been near enough on mute. There's so much stuff about sponsorship and getting tickets and just not... It's just not the atmosphere that we need to have. Um, pretty much every statement I know you've been involved yourself has got stuff <laughs> replies about why are these people still in their roles basically and that 
affects a lot of people. You know, even the image of, of everything when you see that just doesn't look good. The pictures of Malcolm Cannon training, we we don't know really what's happening with Gareth, and everything's just like you've had one week of statements and calm on the on the social media front almost, and now it's just like not nah, carry on. Here we go, come and support the team. Here's when we scored four goals last night, even though we lost the game five four. <laughs> but by the way, by the way, losing and penalty shots is, is not a defeat. It's a draw, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then in between, in between all that, you've got well, was it in between? It wasn't in between. But Dyson Stevenson coming back. I mean, just like that amount of news, weird news in between has just been mental like I don't think I, I don't think it's really worth talking too much about that signing for me hopefully he does well and, and brings good stuff to the on ice performance but it's more it's clearly more than just players we need at the moment <laughs> oh it's yeah um, arguably arguably it's not players that we need uh, you know I would start there um, I think a, a lot has been said about the the defence and the uh, goaltending situation at the club. Um, ultimately, for me, it's difficult to perform for um, for a coach who has come under scrutiny um, not only in the last couple of weeks, but by all accounts from you know ex players and. <laughs> And that kind of thing, just you know, the the type of person that he is, um, which maybe eluded fans last season, but it's you know certainly come to the forefront now. Um, and ultimately, for him, there's there's no way back. There's no there's no positive outcome here for Malcolm Cameron, um, which kind of leads to a point of why is he still there and why is he not left of his own accord. But again, that kind of feeds into maybe the type of person that he is. Yeah, I mean, the, like, what what is he... It, the phrase, like, what's the football phrase about losing the dressing room, or whatever it is, that seems to have happened. But then, like you said the other day, there's, there's a contingent of players that kind of seem to like playing for him. We obviously had a bunch that re-signed, so they maybe enjoyed it to some extent, but obviously that would be different probably knowing knowing the recent news. You know, particularly Dyson Stevenson seems to have played for Cameron for ages. Uh, oh, yeah. but now but now what what is the mood like? Really it can't it can't be good and that's even without no. having eleven or twelve defeats in a row or whatever it is. Uh, it's gonna be terrible atmospheric games because all of this is hanging over us and the performances have been terrible. Um, so I think, yeah, we, we really need a, a change from, you know, top down to, to reinvigorate it. But when or if that's going to happen, I'm just, I'm not confident. No, exactly. Um, and just to kind of go back on the, the sort of social media side of things, I think the clan... Twitter page did remove that tweet showing the, the team training with uh, Malcolm Cameron and the center ice. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, so that was that's interesting. You know, why would you do that? Why would you tweet out in this in the start? Um, but but then why would you remove it? It's just like anything to the the social media side of things. It's just it's as if there's no thought that goes into what's been put out um, the amount of t- times as well you see tweets that are removed instantly because there's like a spelling mistake or something uh, as well as just completely off the charts so um, and that's fine like people make mistakes and that kind of thing but it's just a constant thing you know it's just like should I read over this before sending it out does this fit in with yeah, what it, the fans are thinking 
yeah, does it fit in with the image that we want to portray? And most of the time, the answer is no, but it still, it still does come out. You know, it started, a lot of this started a while ago. You also had the kind of, the Matt Haywood thing, which is, was just, wasn't handled well, seemingly, but then those tweets about discount sales and all that kind of stuff. It's just bad, and then the way it is now, it's basically, you know, I don't really want to see anything about it just now until we hear some some positive news about either the fact that, um, you know, things we're, we're making a big change, and here's what it is, and here's when it will be. Uh, that's the only kind of thing I, I really want to see. I don't want bombarded with with the other shit. No, because, um, well, I, I did put out a couple of statements last week, and I still, I still feel that way. I still feel, um, not angry about what's what's happened, um, in general. Uh, you know, uh, that's and that's me. I'm not, you know, I'm not really being affected by anything like that. So, you know, anyone who has been affected, you know, what what are they thinking? It just, it honestly blows my mind that the whole thing even happened, to be honest. Um, you know, I think, you know, we'll, we'll skew positive soon, I'm sure. <laughs> we'll skew positive and talk about the, the on-ice <laughs> yeah, no. aspects. Um, but I just, you know, quickly want to say, you know, we have had some more, more engagement in the last couple of weeks. Um than we ever have um so you know thanks to thanks to all our new followers on twitter and any new listeners that we get um you know we kind of started this podcast a few years ago to talk about stuff on the ice really and just to kind of have a bit of a laugh with it as well um i think we'd you know both rather be talking about the hockey and uh and clan seriously having a go at silver but it's the way things have been and the regression that the club's gone under even since we started this. Um, it's just startling, really. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an embarrassing image, even so for the league and for the other teams in the league and especially for us because the, the, way, that, the way that it all looks is just... I don't know. I'm running. Out, I'm running out of words for how it looks. Um, but as you said, to, to kind of skew or start talking about positive, there is a bit of um, ongoing development regarding um, a group seeming interested or in talks with um, Neil Black for a potential takeover. I think am I right in saying that it's led by? Um, John from Asprey as one of the, the partners in it, um, and it's starting to, yeah. to grow, grow some, um, to grow a bit on social media and things. Uh, I just saw a video about them, them talking about it, and it's positive because you want people who are interested in the club from a hockey point of view and from a fan's point of view. So if that actually does happen, obviously it's very early stages then it'll be good. I've got no idea how it will work financially, but a change for me, and that's really all I could say at the moment, would be, would be great. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I think any any change at the moment can can only be positive in my eyes um, based on what's happened. Um, and again, we don't know the financial ins and outs of it. And, um, but yeah, I think ultimately... You know what from what what we've seen already there um so i think it's john from asprey and is it phil from consult lift services maybe um i think yeah, kind of hopefully they that. can give us a lift <laughs> lift up the table am i right um yeah we'll see. <laughs> we can't, can't go down the way anyway well no we can't um but yeah i think it i think it's positive overall um and I think my point was just going to be, we've already kind of seen 
a level of engagement online that's you know surpassed anything that Neil Black's given us in the last 12 years. Um, so uh, from that point of view, it can only be positive as well. Yeah, and and I think in time, because it, it will take time, I, I don't expect there to be any real movement and and change in, this, in the near future, but I like the fact that they're clearly proactive and doing stuff in the background. And, you know, if we can get to that point, then I think we, we can properly start to look forward to, to more positive and enjoyable times because at the moment, the only enjoyment before seasons is, is us thinking, oh, that, this looks like a good team we've got on the ice. Never thought we'd be talking about um, this kind of thing. So the fact we are is kind of mad in itself and weird, really. But um, yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess the on ice performances are are now worth talking about or or not worth talking about because they've just been absolutely terrible. Apart from maybe that Belfast game, but again, it, it was. It was a defeat. We're now what? Um, one point from five games in the league, and uh, we lost all our Challenge Cup games. So it must be easily the worst start for any clan team. And and no, the, the other thing that annoys me is there's no sign of of anything getting better. You know. Well, no, it's uh, it is what it is. The I think, honestly, I can't, I don't want to really go back to the whole Malcolm Cameron situation, but even from a performance point of view, at this point, I can't get why he's still there. Um, I don't, what's what's stopping Neil Black from sacking people based on performance alone? Um, The start to this season has been the worst in the club's history. I think it's genuinely not even close, given that the fact that we now run the arena and playing home games in September. This is should have been our most advantageous period, but um, it's turned out to be our worst. I think the level of professionalism from the head coach has been nothing short of shambolic. I know we've kind of talked about that, but... Um, about having guys in early for a training camp and all that, but even just his tactics and style of play are some of the worst I've seen as well. Um, yes, it's 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 really poor hockey. Like I think I think yeah. you've said before about some other teams. I could I could accept. Well, I could never accept losing every single game, obviously. But if at least you're you're going to games. Not that we will really be going to any games anymore, but <laughs> um, <laughs> like you, you could accept going to games and enjoying them, but you're going to games and and not enjoying them. Don't. There's nothing really that you're seeing that you're thinking, I'm going to go back to that. If even that aside, if there's any new fans that are going to a game, like set the the kind of all the issues aside. If you've got a new fan watching that, I don't think. It's nowhere near as enjoyable as some of the stuff you used to see under um, previous coaches. I know, like, um, Finnerty played quite a, a hard-nosed style, but it was entertaining, I thought, um, because we had the right players to fit it, which I think is, is key. Um, yeah. And and then, obviously, the, the, the Pete Russell stuff, albeit a... Um, he ran away. Uh, he he he's a very good coach, clearly, and knew what players would fit his style. I think Malcolm Cameron has gone out and just just gone. Uh, this guy was a good player in the league. We needed somebody as a goal scorer. This guy scored goals, and um, we need somebody who does this. But, but with absolutely no consideration of how that fits into his style of play, that's what it looks like to me. I would completely agree with that. I think it's a really good point. Um, 
I think we spoke about the, you know, obviously spoke at length about the team when we were signing guys, and you know, all of the defensemen. Um, if you look at the plus minus from last year, it was all positive. And I'd beginning to wonder now if he's just looked at that and thought, well, that's you know that's a good thing. So why can we not have guys like that and we're really with a strong plus minus? Um, the goaltending situation as well, I think. Um, actually, that's something to, to touch on as well, quickly about Zach Driscoll that's kind of recently come out today. Um, he's removed all his clan mentions and photographs from social media accounts. Um, I think his dad was quite outspoken on Malcolm Cameron as well as a coach. Um, so I think that that confirms to me that I think he's on his way out. Um, it's the kind of thing you see from... Um, or the only parallel I can drop with is like NFL players. They seem to, that seems to be their way of announcing that they're leaving somewhere or um, you know try to force a move elsewhere or whatever. So I think I can take from that that he's probably going to be leaving. Um, it's yet to be confirmed by the club. Obviously, we don't know what's going on there, but um, would also maybe suggest to me that. Malcolm Cameron has somebody else lined up to come in. Um, you know, possibly a, a murderer or maybe somebody who's fled Italy for beating up a ten-year-old or something. Yeah, I mean, there's a few, few possibilities he's got to choose from. Um, that, yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't seen that the Driscoll stuff. Um, on the on the player, so just. Thinking about what I have seen this season, we said like we all, you always get that pre-season excitement where where you know these these people are good players. You don't really think how is this going to how are these players all going to come together until you start seeing a few games and obviously they've not come together. Yeah, I think for me, um, the standout player that I've seen has been Laporte. No, Again, completely almost. Agree. Yeah. Um, I don't think single handed single handedly at times saving us from embarrassment. Which yeah. um you know, I, I think it took maybe a wee bit of time for you to warm to him, but we were both agreed that he is our, one of the few shining lights at the moment, if you can even pick some of them. I think the goaltending is probably not, as a lot of people have said, our biggest issue. But I'm just never quite been convinced by Driscoll. I think you judge goaltenders on mistakes, really. And I know with Shane Starrett, it's hard to compare. But I think there's been too many goals this season where I've thought he should have saved that. And yeah, he is making other good saves. But I think there's a couple I'm just thinking, mm, not great. And you don't know what else is going on. As you say, sounds like maybe he is unsettled. Um, Taylor's come in for a few games and, and not done particularly well. But I think, yeah, I just don't think that's worked for whatever reason, the goaltending. And then defensively, you know, it's it's really... It's horrific from and th- and that does include the forwards. We've conceded. I don't know what's our what's our average goals goals against is four point four goals against a game, which believe it or not is is nowhere near the worst. Dundee are conceding six goals goals a- against a game, which is what do you and, say? I mean, I, I've, I've picked Dundee out as my team that I always say I enjoy watching. They're having an absolute shocker, but the difference between us and them is that they're still be well us. run. They'd still, yeah, they'd still be us. Uh, and their coach actually comes out and explains matches, gives a proper analysis and and is honest. Oh, he's taking is, some, some accountability. Accountability, yeah. which is what you don't yeah. see from Malcolm Cameron. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd like to even, say. 
Sorry, there was a there was an interview in one of the recent games where Jeff Mason, I think it was Belfast, they played Belfast at home, and he basically said it was completely unacceptable. And Malcolm Cameron, I don't think once this season has said anything really near that harsh. We lost what was it? <laughs> five, five beat us. What was it? Seven one. Was it seven one? Seven two. Seven two. Easy right. to forget that single. Five beat us seven two, and he comes out and says that um, we had we were injuries. We were short, shorter players. I think didn't he? Well, if through um, Cedric go under the bus as well. Yeah, Cedric could do with some saves. And then, uh, previous to that, we lost at home from, what were we, 4-2 up, I think. 3-1 uh, maybe, and then 4-2 up in the closing stages against Coventry. Lost the game, as, as we always seem to do. Uh, and he said that it was it was good. You know, we take it as a, as a draw. We don't see it as a defeat. He's just starting to just to to completely talk nonsense. Whereas he's, I quite liked I quite liked him initially the way he spoke. I think it's gone completely the opposite way. I don't want to hear another word from him really. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I think we spoke about that at the time as well when he came in. He seemed, you know, um, like he was incredibly honest with the way things were going at the club um, about you know the, the team's performance about you know maybe his performance I can't really remember too much about that but certainly this year it's, he's like a completely different person um, but I think it's just it's kind of showing you what what he is really um, and yeah uh, I mean, even those last two games, yeah, throwing away that that lead against Coventry with three minutes to go or whatever it was, um, you know, and he's coming out and giving it all. You know, I think it was it's good that we got got a point there, and you know, what was it said? If we get a point from every game, we'll be in the playoffs. I'm like that's not that's not a way you should look at no at that going forward um, at all. Um, you want to win every game. You don't want to go into the game thinking, "Oh, if we get a point, then that's good." Yeah. Um, and I, just I'm, I'm not even. No, I'm not even. I've I've seen the highlights, and from all accounts, people that were there, it was actually quite a good performance from us. Um. Yeah, fine. But but those comments, and again, but still being in the habit of of losing games, like we see it, even if we were. Five nil up, ten minutes left in a game. I'd still, if I was the other team. I'm still thinking we've got a chance here. <laughs> ah, absolutely, yeah. We've got a chance here, and Malcolm Cameron would come out and say it's a good point against a a good team, even though we've just thrown away thrown away a lead. And it's not it's not as if we're we're playing against all the top teams. We're losing against that. A five team who um, have only got one win from five. I think they're they're better than they have been, but um, you know they're not. They shouldn't be beating a seven two. We've lost games to Dundee, who <laughs> well, are I... like defensively like a, a complete sieve, but making us look. You know we're making them look like. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if you want, I can I can run you through quickly um, since we last recorded our games. So, Challenge Cup home defeat to Dundee three one. Um, first league game of the season, two one loss at Guildford. I think by all accounts we actually played quite well there, but didn't get anything from it. Uh, a three 0 home loss to Sheffield, which was. I didn't go to, but apparently it was one of the worst games um, that fans have seen. Uh, a 6-3 away loss at Cardiff. A 6-3 away loss at Manchester. Um, that 3-2 loss at home in the Challenge Cup to Belfast. 
Um, a 5-0 loss in Belfast. Um, that 5-4 penalty shots lost to Coventry and then 7-2 away at 5. So, there you go. Spread which, around. Which, Last by year. the way, they don't even have the competency to put the result up on the website of that 7-2 defeat at 5. It's just not got a score, even though it's in the results section. So that just shows you. Um, what was it he said that, um, that we showed character in that game or something like that? Malcolm Cameron said yeah, we showed also, character. Maybe mentioned something about the, the power play recently as well, which as I've said, statistic, <laughs> statistically is good. But I mean, Yeah, but that, that's least, an outlier though, because yeah, you look at the penalty kill, it's the worst in the league. Yeah, exactly. Or second worst in the league behind five, but yeah, it's uh, it's not good. It's not good um, off the ice and not good on the ice. Um, I don't even know where we where we go from this from this situation. <laughs> to be honest, well, where we go straight away is to three three home games, three back to back, not back to back, but we've got three home games next against Guildford, who basically are Tampa Bay at the moment. Nottingham, who aren't Tampa Bay, but will beat us. <laughs> and then Cardiff, <laughs> yeah. who are Cardiff. And where you could, you could actually go down the list. Every single team in the league is better than us at the moment. Arguably, except Dundee, but we're we're still below we're still below them in the league. Um, but that that Guildford game first, that that kind of worries me. Guildford have had an unbelievable start to the season. Um, Thirteen points from eight games, five wins, um, playing very entertaining game style, which they always do. Um, Obviously, we, we can't seem to do that. We just we've just got no style, um, and and our record against them is terrible. So I'm sorry, but can you see anything other than a, a defeat there? No. A short answer, no. Especially um, if, if if Driscoll say Driscoll's away or looking to get away, then. Taylor's going to start, and, and I don't think, um, with all due respect, I don't think he's had the easiest easiest of times. So maybe he starts. Um, and, you know, defensively, we've got those injuries. Um, you're really relying on, on trying to outscore these teams, probably. But, you know, it's just... We're, yeah. we're barely scoring at this, at this rate as well. Um, you know, I think the the Coventry game is a bit of an outlier where they score four goals, but you know, games before that, um, you know, two shutouts uh, in between three goals at Cardiff, Manchester, um, two at home at Belfast, and two away at five. So we're not really scoring goals either. Um, again, other than. Nolan Laporte, we kind of touched on, um, who has five goals in his last five games. Uh, but yeah, that aside, goals are few and far between. Um, points are few and far between. We're struggling. And how how is Malcolm Cameron supposed to be able to motivate this team? For these games, when you're on on such a slump, like I, I, I think, I think it's just you know we got a bit of a reaction with with Dixon in in charge, albeit it's difficult for a, for a player coach. You know he was he was playing himself, so probably didn't really wasn't really able to necessarily implement anything. But it's just more of a the changes needed to at least give the players something. I think. You know, it's, it's yeah. give us give us a chance to get a win, which we don't really look close to. I don't think. 
well, we did on, on the commentary game, but but threw it away, so. Well, exactly, yeah. Just end up throwing away the when we do have it, so. Um, yeah, there's no there's no confidence there in the team whatsoever. Um, and, you know, I, as I kind of said before, I, I think there's there's no way back for Malcolm Cameron in this situation. Um, you know, he's he's made his bed as far as I'm concerned, so. Um, yeah, and, and I think Gareth as well, um, regardless yeah. of, of stuff he's done, I think the time is there for a change, but I don't I don't see him uh, I don't see there really been anything coming out about him. I think he's almost just been like swept under the rug and will kinda of be doing things at the side. But the first step has to be to to try and get at least some fans back on side and, and you do that by getting rid of the coach and trying to get a win from somewhere really. That that would be my that would be my view. You know, yeah, and I, obviously sort out the, the big issues are the most important that need sorted out, but short term give us give us some kind of spark. Yeah, uh, you know the coach should have should have been gone last week. Um I don't know what, I don't know what else we can do or our fans in general can do to to make our feelings known about that. Um but there's you know a lack of action for whatever reason on that front. Um and attendances but, attendances will be down, which is is an action in itself. Yeah. I would yeah. say that's that's an action in itself because people don't want to go and watch that kind of thing. I, I almost feel sorry for any season ticket holders at the moment. As, as oh, bad as that sounds, because you've paid all this money to go and what you you would have wanted to go and enjoy some some good talking, you're you're just not getting to see it at the moment. Um, you know, you're you're basically going to every game and, and thinking this is another loss. Um, so yeah, there's just, no there's no real enjoyment really at that point, um, and I, well, I. Quickly, I want to just mention about the OSC as well, and um, you know their kind of lack of a comment during that whole situation. I think they subsequently came out with a statement as well, saying that um, you know they're a supporters group and don't don't want to be seen to be like taking sides on certain things or whatever. I thought it was a really poor statement. Um, I think you know there's a there's a difference between doing that and you know right and wrong in my opinion. Um, I don't think we need to say too much else about it. That is what it is. Um, but you know, uh, in terms of fans going to games and you know protests or like lack of protests or whatever, you know, it's ultimately it's it's up to the people that that go to to make their voices heard and to try and make a difference. Um, you know, fans are doing it online and I'm pretty sure, you know, it will have been seen by the by the club and those higher up, but for whatever reason, no action has been taken. I think we can only kind of hope, really, that a, a, a general manager appointment's made shortly and, you know, whether, whether it will be up to whoever comes in to um, make these decisions that they that they do it quickly, um, or if it's not even within their control, then who knows really? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, kind of is what it is. But I just I thought I should mention that about the the OSC as well. So I thought it was quite poor. Yeah, I, I think um, as you said, it, it is it is down to to every individual how they want to to treat it and. Obviously, we'll, we'll leave that up to them. Um, even just through availability stuff alone, I, I don't think are we going to, to a game for a wee while. I know that you're in the position of of not wanting to, to go to the games from choice, which I think um, a lot of people share as well. And and it's 
it's good that, that people are, are acting in that way because it might be the only way that, that we actually do see a change. Yeah, um, again, I've kind of said my piece on on Twitter about it. Um, I won't, I won't be going back. I don't think until there's a change made at, at the head coach position, at least. Um, or you know, there's some word about where Gareth is and and amongst all this. Um, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's right. Um, for me, as a non-season ticket holder, to continue to put money into the club while these people are still there. Yeah, no, I get that and I think it is completely shared. It will be interesting to see how much longer it does go on if it if it continues. And in a in a way you want you don't ever want the team themselves to be losing, but if that's what it takes to to get a change and then eventually get the results picking up, then maybe so be it. The other problem with that Fife game, not that I'm only picking on that, <laughs> if they're saying that, well, it was, it was a dead rubber, it was a dead rubber because we're terrible up to that point. Yeah. So never mind, never mind any of that. You know, get get it sorted out and, and give us a chance of winning some games because we're, we're not going under it. In the current situation, um, not until no. we play, not until we play another pre-season game next year, that would be our next chance of winning. Under how what the worst Edinburgh season was, because we are we're at the moment heading for the worst of all time for sure. Yeah, we are hurtling towards that breakneck speed. I think they went. Did they not go over eighteen or something like that at one point? During that last season, but again, that was that was because they were in financial difficulty. So, this is this is all of our own doing. Uh, and you know, uh, again, it's up to the people who own the club to make decisions based on performance, and we're not seeing that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Should point out, I I might return again if, um, as you know, Halloween's coming up. Um, so if we can put if we can put Malcolm Cameron's face on a Halloween jersey, that I think that might that might change my thinking. I might come back. Well, I hope somebody's listening, and that'd be one that'd be one extra person to get back. <laughs> but if 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 Malcolm Cameron is still here by the time Halloween comes, then I'm seriously worried. Uh, there's not there's not even a, yeah. there's not even a point where I'm saying give it until this. That that's already that's already way past for me. Oh it's already way past, yeah. yeah. And and every game that passes is just the same. It just it builds up on it as well. Yeah, and it's not like we were unbelievable last year and had a, a great entertaining style and we've just had a bad start this one. It's actually it's no. actually got worse from points at last year which were which were quite low it's got worse so um there'll be no more there'll be no more positive thinking until not another positive word will be said on this podcast ever again certainly not about the coach or the style of play because it's been absolutely rotten um yeah anyway that's at, at risk of at risk of sounding too dour and and making actually losing listeners, I think we probably covered everything that we wanted to this time. But I, I'm actually like almost want to record uh, again after every game, just to, <laughs> just to go over go over the points again and how incredible is that we're actually in this situation but but I'm not because the more defeats are oh, put me off recording so it's a double-edged sword well we, yeah yeah no it's like it's a good point to make but the thing the only thing that I was going to say is you know if that signing hadn't occurred we would be today recording and talking about you know statements that came out 
previously. So like statements from Gareth after the Manchester game. Um about, you know, the the club and obviously not not uh doing well. Performances have been really bad on the ice, blah blah blah. Um, you know, Gareth, I've lived and breathed this hockey club twenty four seven. Um and all that kind of stuff. The stuff about the power breaks uh, that we hadn't mentioned. Then there was the bronze silver seat gate as well. Um, um, yeah. So I, like, <laughs> genuinely, like, the, there's, yeah. there's plenty right. of other things that we could talk about, but this is completely overshadowed everything, and, you know, rightly so. But, um, you know, yeah, the, people right. don't, the people don't forget. No. And I wouldn't want to be talking about those things either, but but we always were finding some kind of issues. Um, so, you know, I, I really look forward to the day where, where we can come on and 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 have a have a sort of clean slate. Um, but when that's going to be, who knows? Well, yeah, that's the that's the positive spin, I guess. Um, to to end is that you know there's a good campaign running um just now i think glasgow clan limited on twitter um spearheading that takeover bid so um yeah it's you know hopefully a bit of positivity things are hopefully going to change um and we'll maybe leave it at that until next time yeah exactly (laughs) As you had said, thanks for everyone who who does listen. Things had to be addressed, and we'll continue to hopefully as much as we can. But um, until until the next defeat, um, thanks <laughs> thanks again for listening, everybody. Cheers. <laughs>